This is episode 46 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. My name's Andrew. And my name is Eli. And Andrew, what time of year is it? It is Shashlik time. <laughs> we need to make a commercial. You know the hump day commercial. We need to make a Shashlik time. Uh, this Anybody? is going down as... <laughs> Two out of two of commercials that you've referenced. Strong start. That I don't know. Whoa. I know. Whoa. All right. Well, I didn't know the bean commercial. Hold on. (laughs) We're bringing in our guest early here. (laughs) Marnette, you will be properly introduced (laughs) in in about three minutes. When it's important, but this is really Please tell me you know the hump day commercial. (laughs) Oh, don't ask me this. I I don't watch TV. What is happening Two on my side. All right, Andrew. You're in the corner. You got on the hot seat. This is what is and what's it is it what's it a commercial for even? Wow, actually. See, don't even know. It's Geico, I think. Really? It's they're all in an office <laughs> and a camel is walking around talking, <laughs> asking people what time it is. And he's uh, saying, Hey Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. And he's like, what day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Meaning Wednesday. And I think it has to do with Geico. I can't believe I forgot. This is what happens when you're an American and you live in another country for a long time. Your idioms go out the window and you remember uh, random commercial snippets. You're looking it up. Andrew's looking it up on the internet right All right. Well, I'll just carry on with the intro. <laughs> is, Marnette, I was really thinking you would... You I'm would uh, support you me know, there. I, I actually do think I've seen that. It does sound vaguely familiar, but... Uh, she hasn't committed it to heart uh, like some people in the room. That's hey. right. All right. Well, that's all right, Andrew. I'm up for doing whatever kind of commercial you want. The It was the, Geico. The, I the was bean, right. The bean. Roll that beautiful bean footage. That's How about... The, do you remember that one? Roll that beautiful bean footage. She doesn't How watch the dog TV. Would say she doesn't watch TV. And it's yeah. An, no, that I do. That oh, that, I do. See, that's... Yeah. that's all right. That's child, vintage. Child of the My 90s. My wife knew that. I did 80s. But definitely 90s. Dude. So it's the talking animals that stick in your head. Like usual, completely <laughs> off-topic intro. But where we are going is the point. Yes. Which is not the road of talking animals. So uh, it <sighs> is early May. Beautiful. Which, that's a great time of year everywhere in the world, but in the Caucasus. In Russia and especially the Caucasus. I would like, if there's a listener out there for whom, who live, that lives in a place where early May is a terrible time of year... <laughs> We want you to write in, yes. and we'll give you a shout-out. Podcast at caucustalk.com. You know, I was in West Africa in early May, and it was blisteringly hot. Yeah, there's got to be some parts of the world where I mean, it's May hot, but it was, good. like, painfully hot. And then, because the rainy thing came later, thing being season. So, anyways, in Russia, first of all, Russia has a ton of holidays, and especially in mm. the spring, that's where the biggest concentration is. And especially in May. May 1st is the official first day of spring, and then May 9th is Victory Day. Uh, we end have of World so War many, II. but there's other ones, and our teachers at university were so like done with it. They basically said, <laughs> you know what? It's May 1st, and we'll just have class on the 13th again. They're like, which, it's <laughs> well, not worth coming and going. Which is, that's all over Russia right now. Yeah. In our city, at least, 
The next two weeks, May 6th and May 8th, are the only official work federal work days. And who's going to those, those classes? <laughs> well, I'm actually, I, I'm going, I need to pay some bills on one of those days. Ooh, good point. Good but, uh, me too. Anyways, May holidays, Thank awesome you. time of year. The weather's getting warmer. Everybody's off. But this is when shashlik season starts, when people start grilling out. It's amazing. Yes. Do you know what? My wife inaugurated our family's shashlik season and I wasn't even in town. Oh. She went out. That is now, a now, to blow be honest, to your manhood. No, it's really not. I think I, I was proud of her. I was so glad she did it because she took the kids. Nice save. Yeah. And but it was hot dogs. It wasn't like. No, that's not Shashley. Well, I, it was in the woods. That's like. Hobo food <laughs> in the woods. Well, I hobo. thought. I thought it was someday. That uh, was a good. A good. Good honor. Have you better. so have you done shashlik yet this year? No. Have you grilled out? No, I am waiting till possibly this weekend or next. We're yeah. definitely doing it next week. We have it on the calendar for next week. Absolutely, but it could happen before then. This is the time. Everybody's off work. Everybody's ready to get outside. The weather's warmer. Shashlik season. Yeah. So, well, take us there, man. Yes. Where are we going with this? Without further ado, our guest is more or less here today. Because of an amazing Shashlik connection. Give it up for Marnette from <laughs> South Dakota. Welcome, Marnette. Yeah. Thank you. Andrew, have you been to South Dakota? I have not. You uh, haven't. I have. Fail. Marnette. Thank you. I've been there. Excellent. I've I've but, done I've done it. I've done, you know, all the things. <laughs> Wall yeah, drug. No, no. And all the I've been, been there. Have you been to the southeastern? Corner of South Dakota. Probably not, unless uh, every okay. all the I all did the all good the stuff. I'll all be cool honest; people. it was on a road trip. I'm sorry, it was on a road trip. Yeah. I know. So, for listeners who are not familiar with South Dakota, all throughout the continental United States, meaning all the states except for Hawaii and Alaska, all the ones connected, there are road signs for thousands <laughs> of miles in every state advertising a drugstore. In South Dakota called Wall Drug. And as you get near to it, the frequency of these signs increases exponentially. What? And it'll say like, Wall Drug, 2,000 miles, like from Georgia or something. Are you serious? Yes. Am I right? Andrew, how have you not seen these? They are literally all over the world. Literally. Listen. That is, there's no way that is on the level <laughs> no, of knowledge of the true. Hump Day commercials. She, and I, it is we, very true. Andrew, you are over for two today, bro. Are you telling me Barnett you've seen me. a wall drug sign in Georgia? I personally haven't, but I know they're in every state. That's their, that's their shtick. And then you get there and it's like this monstrous <laughs> tourist thing. Marnette, is this in <laughs> Southeastern South Dakota? <sighs> no, it's not. It's not. So it's on the other side of the state. Tell us about but it. Is, it is pretty cool. Well, tell us about southeastern <laughs> South Dakota. Well, southeastern South Dakota, we've got the biggest city in the state is Sioux Falls. Yes. Yes. And it has the beautiful falls on the Sioux River. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to go see that. Is southeastern South Dakota where the South Dakota State Jackrabbits are located? They're, yes. they're everywhere, man. They're all throughout the are state. Are you impressed I knew that, Marnette? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, that is pretty good. I'm a college basketball fan. Yeah, so, excellent. Oh, you didn't yeah. mean actual jackrabbit. No, it's the it's the mascot. <laughs> yeah, and they've they've done pretty good too. So all right, yeah. Now Bismarck is the capital, am I right? Oh my goodness, oh, you boy. didn't just say that. I knew as soon as that. That's North Dakota. Bismarck, oh, North Dakota, goodness. Pierre, South Dakota. Uh, uh, it's Pierre. 
Pierre is how you guys <laughs> yes. say it, not Pierre. Listeners, <sighs> if you're... Uh, wow, this is just not going well. If Do you we, want to know what? My kids are really going to grill me for this because I make them memorize the state capitals. Listeners, in case you're a little confused. <laughs> I'm going to edit this. Marnette, you would, wouldn't you agree that probably South Dakota is one of the states a lot of Americans don't South know that Dakota. much about? Bismarck. Unfortunately, that's probably right. Do you know what's interesting, Marnette? If they Marnette? do, they know, they know Mount Rushmore, but uh, they yes. probably don't know the rest of the state. Of course, we brought up everything but Mount Rushmore talking about yeah. it. Yeah. This I can't was, believe I did that. <laughs> I'm going to, I have my tail between my legs. If I was editing this, I would leave it in, but I don't have that power. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Marnette, what's interesting is this was the last state in America to give a listen to our podcast. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> yours was the first listen. It was me? Yes. Because we have, I think right now we have three listens total from South Dakota. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's get to the point here. What is the connection, yes. Andrew, between South Dakota so, uh, this is, and Shushley? This is a uh, passive intro here by way of a story. So I got an email about <laughs> three months ago uh, from Marnette, who uh, lives and works in South Dakota, an amazing story about a local food there that we think descended from Shushleek and was brought there from people from the Caucasus. Boom! Yes. And of course, I think I've said this before, but I'm pretty sure this was my most favorite communication we've ever gotten from anybody <laughs> connected to Caucasus. Well, Marnet's so excited about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's awesome. And it's an amazing connection that you would never... Have been no one could ever find out about. I mean, it's totally serendipitous. Well, you did, Marta. You did some serious, right. serious study and uh, research right. on it. So I think there's a lot of legs to this. Do you remember what search page on Google you found us on? Like, how many times <laughs> you had to click next page? <laughs> a lot. I oh, went to the yeah, end. Yeah. I mean, I literally. <laughs> yeah. went to I went much to the three hundred forty-seven thousand. I actually I searched <laughs> today. I googled Shashlik and Caucasus. And we were on page six. Well, it's gotten better. Okay. But like, honestly, how many people go to page six you may as ever well, looking for anything? You may as well not be on the internet if you're on page six. <laughs> That's basically how so it is. So we <laughs> respect for your persistence, True Marnette, respect. And get into the truth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, uh-huh. Marnette, um, sorry, this was, like we said, we can be long-winded. Was that three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Marnette, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us where you're from, who you are and a little bit about what you do. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, my name is Marnette Ortman Hofer. I live on a farm in the way southeastern corner of South Dakota, okay. near a small town called Freeman, population about 1,300. Wow. Great. Where I am the director and the archivist at Heritage Hall Museum and Archives. Cool. cool. And, oh, am I dinging? Who's dinging? I'm dinging, and I don't know how to make it be quiet. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's awkward. Well, there, there. <laughs> Sorry. I think I got it. It's cool. <laughs> if it's you, you get a pass. If it's one of us, I get it's, to... It's you. It's not me. Roast, roast one of us. It's me, not you. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So, uh, Heritage Hall Museum, is that the kind of museum for Freeman or the area, southeastern South Dakota? It's specifically Freeman, but we definitely kind of cover the the general area. 
you know, there were a lot of Germans from Russia that settled in this area. Uh-huh. And our focus tends to be on those those peoples. Gotcha. And yeah, and their history. So great transition. Why don't you tell us a little about the history of Freeman? You just mentioned Germans from Russia. When it was founded, anything you kind of know about the backstory, and then we'll dive right in. Well, first off, do you know, do I need to just explain what Germans from Russia are? Yes. Go for it. You're the expert here. I definitely can add some two cents, but go for it. Well, I mean, you're going back to to, uh, Catherine the Great in Russia and... You know, she was this German-born princess, and she wanted to westernize and expand her empire. And so she invited her fellow German countrymen to to move into her uh, lands in Russia and mm-hmm. colonize everything. And so, so many people did because they were sick and tired of the war and turmoil over in the rest of Europe. And a lot of the people that settled here in this part of Southeast South Dakota have their roots back to those. German people that wow. lived in Russia for maybe about a hundred years, yeah. And then during Tsar Alexander II's um, programming, uh, when he tried to Russianize the country again, yes, um, they got kind of frustrated with that and left. <laughs> huh. um, so voted with their this, feet. Sorry. E- e- <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so people came, you know, this was like shortly after Abraham Lincoln had passed the, the Homestead Act of 1862. Uh So there was this all sorts of wide open country in the middle of, you know, America that was up for grabs. And so people came about as far as the train would take them, Mm -hmm. which was to Yankton, Dakota Territory at that time. Mm-hmm. And and then they headed north on their wagons or whatever and um settled this area. So so we were yeah, known as Germans from Russia now, but I think a lot at the time a lot of the the other people in out here, you know, referred to us as the the Russians, you know, and, <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. exactly um always the best of terms, but Huh. They were German people. They just happened to live in Russia yeah. for for a century and mm-hmm. picked up various things along the way. So the people so, still identified as them and their children. Would you say they mainly identified as Germans, as Russians, yes, as Russian absolutely. Germans, German Russians? They uh, as yeah. Germans. Yeah, man. So that's, what, that's the, real interesting. The train finally made it up to you know, north here of Yankton um, about eighteen seventy. Nine. Wow. And yeah, so then we had the town of Freeman that actually was um, settled or was named uh-huh. at that point. And yeah, what else should I say? We had, you know, in when when these German people went to Russia, one of the things Catherine the Great said was that they needed to stay in their little communities. So you couldn't have a town or a colony, as they called it, with, you know, Lutherans and Catholics in it. You would have to have a Lutheran village and a Uh. Catholic village and a Mennonite village. And 
reformed village. And when they came to America, they kind of settled in the, in that same manner, kind of as in whole villages in areas. And this is Freeman is the one place in the world, actually, where you have, um, the three Anabaptist groups that came to America, the Mennonites, the Amish, and the Hutterites. Uh-huh. If you know those groups. Yes, yes. And then we also have, you know, groups of Lutheran and Reformed and some Catholics in this particular area. But everybody brought with them, you know, kind of their own um, ethnic uh, flavor. Right. Wow. And, and all that Germans. has kind of merged. So, yes. Well, I mean, you know, there mainly. are there are others in the right. area as well, but it is predominantly Germans from Russia. Wow. That was yeah. a great uh backdrop. So, um mm-hmm. I did a little research and um there were actually a lot of these German settlements all over the greater Caucasus region. So not just North Caucasus, but South Caucasus, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Armenia. Uh, 1818 was the first Caucasus German colony near Tbilisi in Georgia. And then in the second half of the 18th century was when a lot more groups came to the North Caucasus and specifically, like you said, Lutherans, Mennonites, and Anabaptists and uh, several Catholic groups. Um, But like you said, they had their own German colonies. They were primarily like agricultural colonies. and they were really completely German settlements, like German language was spoken. Um, they had German language schools. They were kind of s- separate societies to themselves. And um, it's really interesting. Uh, you found this great map that you sent me of these different German settlements that were all over the Caucasus. Right. Um, the big kind of populations of them in the North Caucasus were in the Pitigorsk area where we live, the mineral waters region, and northern Dagestan, about an hour north of Mahachkala. Really? Yep. And uh, I went and, like, I literally clicked on every one all over the Caucasus <laughs> to see, like, do I still recognize any of these? And actually, in the, a lot of them are, like, non-existent anymore. Like, we'll get to that why a lot of them left. But ones that were that are, have the same name, or they had German names then, but still are alive today, where maybe Germans don't live, but Russians live, in Azimseva, which is right beside Pitigorsk. It's five minutes from us, uh, which, interestingly, that means basically foreigner's land in Azimseva. Mm, yes. Uh, Konstantinovskaya, which is also right beside Pitigorsk and Konstantinovska. Yeah. Both founded in 1852. I've actually, I know a great Shashlik spot in Konstantinovska that I've <laughs> had Shashlik with friends. But those were founded as German settlements. Right. Um, and they're still here today. I mean, those are basically suburbs of Pitigorsk. Um, and then there's also a small little, it's a Kabardine village now, right south of Pitigorsk called Aktyabrskaya. That was founded in the early 20th century. But also a... German settlement initially. Mm-hmm. And of course, like in some of the bigger cities like Grozny, Nalchik, Vladikavkaz, there were Germans settled there um, as well. So really interesting. A census from 1926 uh, from the Soviet times shows that there were just under 100,000 Germans in the North Caucasus. Whoa. So wow. it's a pretty sizable number. 
And then it's really unfortunate what happened. We um, have talked about this a little on the podcast, but once World War II started, um, of course, Germany and the Soviet Union were fighting against each other and Germany invaded uh, the Soviet Union. And in 19, late 1941 to 1942, um, essentially all of the Germans from the North Caucasus were deported to Central Asia and Siberia. And wow. so that happened to other Caucasus nations later on in the war, 1943 and 1944. But the Germans really were the first ones. And of course, they had no connection, um, you know, to the. Uh, Nazi cause, but that essentially all of those settlements were emptied at that point. And then, um, the, obviously the ones that founded Freeman left before that. Um, but a lot of those Germans now return to Germany and there's not a large number of them left in Russia. Uh, I think in central Russia, there's more, I've heard of the Volga Germans, Hmm. but Mm -hmm. that's kind of the history of where all that came from. Good job. Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what has remained, Marnette, as far as kind of heritage from those Germans that moved from Russia to Freeman? Well, I think it's an, this tends to be an area, you know, that's a very agricultural area. There's definitely a lot of people who have left the community, obviously, uh-huh. um, moved elsewhere. But it, it tends to be an area that kind of uh, cherishes its heritage uh-huh. um hence you know we have a museum we have a festival called Schmeckfest where we um uh, have heritage foods from those three anabaptist groups i mentioned um huh. various things like that but we also have chislick that's Bam. what we call smooth it. smooth transition <laughs> how was that so this was the <laughs> The initial thing that connected you to us. Yes. So please right. talk to our listeners about Chislik. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I've been trying to figure out, yeah, the, the origin of Chislik. And uh, shall I explain why? Yes. Oh, my. Well, okay. So Chislik is a food that, People right in this area, everybody knows Chislik. And people that are traveling through will always see it on the menu and they at restaurants and bars and such. And and or their hosts will say, You've gotta you know, we've gotta have Chislik while you're here. So um, people off, that are off coming, the bat off the bat, oh, we've yeah. got the spirit of Shashlik is upon it. I mean, when you have that, <laughs> you that kind it. of talk. <laughs> Can I just interject yeah. a quick question? Is this a German word that in Germany has traction or is it only, no, is no, it particular no. to this particular no. area? It is very particular to wow. this area. Hmm. Um, and, and obviously you think about, uh, you know, say Schaschlich with a German ja. brogue. Das we kann. <laughs> yeah. Ja. Schaschlich. And you Schaschlich. can, and you Schaschlich. can see how I'm it would have. on that come across more as and been americanized totally. basically to wow. being chislic oh yeah over you know Shushlik. the the time Shushlik. but and, yeah it's definitely yeah. something that when people come home you know we have to have chislic i mean it's That's just it. wow without it is question a thing. yes 
I'm yeah. sold. You've done all the work you need for me to be convinced <laughs> that there's a direct line between so, the two. Listeners, just so you understand, <laughs> I'm from North Carolina, which is really far from South Dakota. That's the southeastern part of the states. Eli, you're from Washington, D.C. That's right. And then your wife is from Washington State. Yep. So we're all from like totally different points of the United States, and we have definitely never heard of Chisley. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's right. And there's a lot of people in South Dakota that haven't either. Sure. However, last um, February 2018, um, the South Dakota legislature voted to have Chislik as our state nosh, which wow. nosh being a food or a snack, I guess. Wow. Um, so it is now being recognized on the state level as a pretty big deal. Does the state... How's that? Did they use the word nosh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, the legislature? No. Okay, no. Okay. I got thrown <laughs> but off that's there. what they called it. Um, that's, that is the official wow. term the they used. So that is really amazing. You're, seriously, just... In South, all of South Dakota, it's only popular in the southeastern corner of the state. No, it, it originated in the southeast portion of the state, okay. but it has spread. And yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have said, oh, yeah, I know Chislik. Um, I had it when I was in college because my college buddies, you know, we had to, we had to have it either there in, at college or else when I went back to Freeman or the Freeman mm-hmm. area <laughs> with my buddies, mm-hmm. they took me out for Chislik. I mean- that is how it it has literally spread Amazing. across the states. Um, and I've talked to some people too who who ha- like their forefathers had traveled through <laughs> the Freeman area or Freeman Meno is often mentioned as well. Um, they had come through this area and and actually homesteaded somewhere wow. else and and took that um, tradition with them. So. It is definitely it's, spread. This is and deep. You find it all over. It's generations <laughs> deep. It's spreading. Yeah. It's you know, it reminds me when I I didn't know anything about Central Washington when I met my wife. I didn't even mean to go there. I mean, it was a long story. Anyway, <laughs> and when I when was it, that on the way when you were on the road trip through <clears throat> so, South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. So. When I when it all when all the dust settled and we were married, you know the story emerged. My dad, when he was single or something, driving through Yakima, kind of like kind of like what you're saying, people driving through Freeman, and he talked about the peach that he had in Yakima. I remembered his whole that life. You know, it's the same thing. You go through and you have this local nosh, and you're just yeah. like, I, so we need a description right. of what the food is. Can I just interject with a funny story of my own here, please? So, Marnette, where I'm from, yeah. I'm from uh, west of Charlotte, North Carolina, a small town um, called Gastonia, which in North Carolina, everybody makes fun of that town, but that's another story. But Gastonia has a soda plant, soda pop, uh, a local soda called Sundrop and Cheerwine. Oh, Cheerwine. I know Cheerwine. You know Cheerwine. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my. It's from... Gastonia. Wow. And so I would, I mean, it's basically a citrusy drink. Uh, cheer wine is kind of like a cherry Dr. Pepper taste. Uh, Sundrop is kind of like a Mountain Dewy type taste. Minus the like toxic chemical, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But I would take, I went to university in Indiana and I started taking 12 <laughs> packs of cheer wine and Sundrop with me. And my buddies got obsessed with it. <gasps> oh. And 
You were their, you were their hookup. Like, then, then I didn't think any of it. This is going to sound really funny, but one of my buddies got married and can you believe my wedding gift to him was two 12 packs of chair wines. You cheapskate. <laughs> awesome. He was so happy. Yeah. Heck yeah. Such a college, college guy that is a, yeah. gift. Anyway, so this is like, Chislik is like the chair wine. Chislik I, and chair wine combined. I'm dying to know what it is <laughs> okay, described. Yeah, tell us, t- tell us about the food, Chislik. Okay. Well, so it is, I mean, traditionally, and, and yeah, you got to go back to the beginnings in the late 1800s. It was always cubed mutton and fairly small cubes uh-huh. um, on a stick. And, and you, you think about this, okay? So these, these immigrants come from Russia. They are used to having trees and such around them. You but, can do this grilling yes, stuff, right? But no longer. However, they came to the plains oh. of, where there were no trees. So what do you do? Okay, well, I, I have okay. to interject again. I'm sorry. Okay. It's kind of rude. Yeah. But listen, to our listeners, <laughs> people may not have a concept for this. But the Great Plains of North America are truly great. I mean, they are hundreds of miles. Am I right? I mean, they're hundreds of miles of flat, dark soil, like grass, and they're just plains. And there's like truly no trees. It's not like you have to walk a few miles, right? Well, okay. I mean, that's how it was in the late 1800s. That's I right. mean, we have planted trees since then. Yes. But <laughs> so don't, you know, don't scare everybody everything. away. No, no. But I want them to get this, that it wasn't like some no. laziness on the part of the immigrants. Like, eh, I don't want to. No, right. No, it was a treeless prairie. True. Wow. And you would just see miles and miles of grass. Mm. And, and so how are they going to make chislet? I mean, shushlik. Um Right. They would butcher their sheep and use the oil, the, the lard, and, and heat up the oil and then deep fat fry the chislic. Oh, that's so good. It. And All let's see. I'm, I'm going to have to try this. <laughs> that <sounds laughs> so good. They say that the best chislic is mutton that is made in mutton oil. Uh, and I honestly don't know if I've ever had it done really? that way because I, I just don't know. You know, I was in Dagestan <laughs> and I was given breakfast and it was like fluffy omelets with just browned, crispy chunks of mutton fat. Like that was the, that so was, good. That, oh, it was so good. Wow. <laughs> I mean, really? surprised me, but That's, it was good. Yeah. So we, so we, yeah, people don't like, I, I know you guys described a process of, of marinating this and yep. and the meat and all that sort of thing. Traditionally, it wasn't even marinated at all. Yeah, um, they would serve it with you know salt and pepper, and and we do generally now people use garlic salt mm. as the flavoring. Um, and then also, I know in my research, I was reading that traditionally they would eat it with uh, a flatbread. Hmm. Take it off of the skewers with flatbread, and mm. we always people always serve chislik with saltine crackers. So I think <laughs> that's, that's kind of that Today's was kind of the substitute. <laughs> exactly, amazing. Isn't that crazy? You know, when I first bought lamb here to do shashlik, one of the first times I asked the butcher, I was like, "So how do I prepare it?" And he just waved his hand and said, "Nothing, just salt and pepper, and it'll 
it like it'll take care of itself. So there are people who prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so like over the years, I think people have tried a number of things. I know I grew up, we had goats on our farm. And so I grew up having goat chislick. Um, I know people do a lot of deer hunting in this area. So there are people that make uh, chislick from venison. So what would you guys find in? I don't know. I mean, just whatever oil there was. I, I, Crisco I don't ever or... remember that it, there was, you know, a big thing about the oil, yeah. but maybe there was. I so, was too young to know Is this a it. dish right now in South, Southeast South Dakota? Are people like making this when they have friends over at their home or is it mainly served in restaurants? Both. Okay. I mean, you would, you know, if you're the... It's like the grill yeah, out If meal. you want to... Yeah, it's kind of whatever. Um, it is served in in a lot of bars and restaurants, and and that's often when you have guests. You probably, you know, if you don't want to, you know, have your house smell like chislick or uh, hmm. go to the work, you'll you'll take them out. But you often have people, yeah, over too. I I some of the stories I've heard from from wow. the older generation is that you know when they would finish harvest, um, they would have a party you know with the people who all helped with Hmm. harvest right and they would serve chislick so it was kind of a yeah the thing you did with your friends and gather together to do so that part has lived on and then of course you know i know there's been um like high school classes who have (laughs) gotten together and stuck chislick and then had a class party, you know, eating it. Amazing. So, um, it's, I mean, it's yeah. the same thing here. It, it, like that is, shashlik is what you do when you gather with a big group of people. Any yeah. kind of, I mean, it's the version of American grilling out here. If you're going out with friends, like shashlik is often the go-to at a restaurant. You'll order it in for a big group. Yeah, it's like the celebratory meal. You got to have shushli. So, the do main people course. do they do this in like a big cauldron out in the yard kind of thing for a big group? I have never, you know, I have never seen that, but I, I maybe some like, do. I feel like cauldrons make everything more impressive and <laughs> historic. That would, historic, sure. yeah, it would. It definitely right. would. I mean, I know that's how it used to be done, but mm. have I mm. seen that? You know, no. But man. This is so cool. Who knows? So, okay, you back up a couple of years. I was part of a number of conversations where we were talking about the idea of creating some sort of community festival, okay? Mm-hmm. So then when the South Dakota legislature voted <laughs> to name Chislick as our state nosh, um, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is that is really awesome. And our cities are Freeman, um, the director of development, he was, like, on it right away. And he's like, you know, we should create a Chislick festival. And so he he had several meetings where he invited the public to come and, you know, talk about this idea. And we ended up with this core group of really committed folks who who wanted to do this. And this was like, honestly, a year ago, May. And May um, 2018. Yes. Yeah. And it is. And in like 45 days, we put on the South Dakota Chislick Festival. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter where you're from, but for any kind of state 
or government legislature to do anything that <laughs> fast is kind of unprecedented. I mean, that's there's passion right there. That's the spirit of Shashlik is on it. <laughs> okay, so we were thinking this would be, you know, on Freeman's Main Street, you know, maybe a thousand people or so. Which would still be a great but, turnout. Which, yeah, we thought that would have been awesome. But we, when we announced this, it was like the end of May, we announced that Freeman was going to host the first ever, you know, South Dakota Chislik Festival. And it, it just blew up. It went all over social media. Um, it was, it was crazy how fast yes. um, people were so pumped about it. And they were making all these, you know, likes and, and these comments about how they were going to go. We were totally overwhelmed yes. at how many people all over the wow. place Love were it. so excited about going to a Chislik Festival. Because, I, you know, initially, I think we did think it was really just more our local area. We didn't realize how much it has spread all over. So we, we kind of then upped our numbers. We moved to a larger venue. Amazing. But even so, when, when July 28 came around, we were still only expecting, you know, maybe 3,000 or so. And we, it was going to be a four-hour, <laughs> four-hour four or five hour festival. It started at four o'clock and already by one, two o'clock we had people driving in and we were like, no, it's not yet. (laughs) And so we kept turning people away and finally we couldn't keep them away anymore. So we just let them come. And literally we had the, you know, 2000 that we were preparing for. We had them in the first half hour. It was, it was insane. Awesome. So final estimates for that day were, you know, somewhere in the area of eight to 10, maybe thousand people that came to Freeman to have Chislik at this festival. Yeah. It was a big deal. (laughs) That's epic. It was fun. How many, like, give me an idea here. How many serving tables were there? Like how many lines? Uh, no, we had we had various entities that you know had booths. So I mean, you had everything from, I mean, there were oh gosh, you would ask me such a thing. I mean, um, I'm just imagining have, these lines must have been ridiculous. You know, you know, it was just a one mass of humanity because <laughs> be, it was because we basically had this this like road area and and booths on both sides and some people. You know, there was there were other foods available for sale. I mean, you could even have fried Oreos. I mean, there was all kinds of things. So it was kind of but the fair atmosphere focused it, exactly. on just like, got it. Right. And then and then we also had a number of craft beers and a big beer tent, of course. For and, listeners uh, who've never heard of fried Oreos, this is like <laughs> I, I would say an American phenomenon American that thing. in fairs where you start frying things, people start frying things. They fry and everything. Everything. Oh, they fry so crazy things. The crazy. So right. that's just where what that is. I've never had a fried Oreo, but <laughs> so yeah, no, and and it was literally so packed in there you could hardly move. And then people oh, were man. confused: which line were they in? Were they in <laughs> that line or this line? And sometimes they would finally get to the front, and and they would say, "We're sorry, we're sold out of Chislik." Oh, wow. And then you'd hear this big groan go through the <laughs> the line because they would have to wait another half hour or hour to get into a different line and. And there were some people that were pretty sure we were completely out of Chislik. And the reality is there was one guy that came with so much that he had Chislik 
up until 10 o'clock. But, you know, <laughs> how moly. would you find Who is that guy? Let's give to... him a shout out let's get, right now. Let's get him what, on the show. What food establishment was that? <laughs> this was Kep's Chislick out of Scotland, South Dakota. Scotland. So yeah, shout he came out prepared. to Kep's. Yeah. Yeah. Kep's Chislick. That is awesome. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, no, it, it, it was pretty well, intense. What are your plans for this year? I, I can't imagine. I mean, you, you had to scale <laughs> yeah, it up by like 5,000%. Yeah, gee. Yeah, what do you do? How do you plan? You know, because there were a lot of people that came and saw the crowds. I mean, it was bumper to bumper traffic for many miles <laughs> out either direction from Freeman. So I just some people this. saw that and they turned around. Um, some people especially some of the locals, they just went to the grocery store and picked up a few dozen chislick and went home and fried it up or grilled it up for it's their friends. It's a good day of business and for then, those grocery stores. I'll too. say. Oh, yeah. No, Town of 1,300. Out. Totally. <laughs> and, then, and then they'd come back to the festival and they enjoyed you know, the games and the, the band and stuff like that. But they ate their own chislick. And then there were others, of course, who didn't have the local connection who – spread out and hit all the local bars and restaurants that serve Chislick. Yeah. And, and if you kind of make this circle around Freeman, that's what we call around here. We call it the Chislick circle <laughs> That is because awesome. that's kind of, these are all, <laughs> and on that an day, you could see the circle. <laughs> you could see the circle from outer space. Yes. Actually. There's satellite footage of this yes. massive humanity. <laughs> Wow. Exactly. Oh. No, yes, seriously. For 20, 30 miles outside of Freeman, all the bars and restaurants sold out. It's just like, oh, day. that is so cool. <laughs> and there were waiting lines. I mean, there are, there are some really crazy horror stories of um, so, restaurants so you that guys were trying like, to serve people outside. You sparked like yeah. a state emergency. Like, a, I mean, that, that's. <laughs> That's really cool. Hornet, I hope yeah, you got like much. a couple thank you cards That's in the like mail. That's like Woodstock. I mean, this is like, just incredible. <laughs> caliber stuff going on. So what are you doing this year for it? It, it was fun. You're going to rent okay, out so a field? This year, we're like, <laughs> this year we're like, okay. I mean, we started literally planning for this year <laughs> right after last year's <laughs> festival. No 45 days this time. I mean, oh, we're going to have a full year to plan. Yeah. Um, and one of the the biggest things we did is we're, we moved it um, on on the southwest corner of Freeman. Mm-hmm. There is a place called the Prairie Arboretum, which is forty acres of oh, yes. beautiful you know, ponds and trails and lots of trees. Cool, and it's just it's gorgeous. And that is where we are going to have the second um, festival. So that'll be a huge improvement because before we were in the ball fields and mm. yeah, that, that wasn't very much, much space. So we're moving up as far as space and we have all kinds of, I mean, yeah, people have heard about it now. <laughs> so there was a lot of interest from vendors all over that wanted to have a booth here. And again, there's all kinds of food. It's not just going to be Chislick. But right. Chislick is obviously the featured event. So now I got a question about this. And we've got, yeah. I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're pretty so bad. In, that I, I am. I'm doing, no, you can. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> no, please finish, finish your thought. I don't, I don't want to be. There's also a little delay, which doesn't help anything. But no. no it's too late. You interrupted. I did. I now did. It's go. done. The damage is done. So I'm wondering if in today's day and age, you know, things being as they are, do has anyone ventured vegetarian chislik? You know, with some. In, in oh our, my goodness! Is that like anathema? I no. mean, I would think it's an. And they do it. That 
that is not something anybody's ever mentioned. Oh. So what would you do for that? I, well, I just read a headline somewhere. I don't really? know if it's Reuters or something of this, of this, what's it called? Beyond Meat. And they're like IPO or something. Their, their stock is going way up and they're like super high value. And it's this sort of, you know, it's tomorrow's vegan thing. I, I personally don't partake of that sort of thing, but I imagine there's some non-meat substance out there which could handle a deep fry and someone would say tastes good. So I, I wonder if that will, or if they would be maybe, shouted out of town. Maybe oh. Kep's, Kep's Chislik will try that out this year from Ooh. Scotland. I, you know, the thing is around here, people are pretty, um, uh-huh. pretty, pretty loyal to yes. mutton. Meat. Um, you know, <laughs> like they sound in like Falls, true Caucasus people. <clears throat> <laughs> In Sioux Falls and, and some of the other areas that have, you know, adopted this, some, some restaurants do it with beef. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people around here, people in the chislet circle really turn up their nose at beef chislet because we're like, well, that's not chislet. Um, yeah. But the reality is you're seeing a lot more different types of meats. Um, I know there's buffalo. And well, last Ooh. year somebody wanted to come and bring alligator chislet. We, we did not accept that. We had a couple denied. of competitions last year. We had, we had, yeah, it was denied. We had um, classic, <laughs> classic Chislik, and then we had um, New Age Nosh. And in the New Age <laughs> Nosh category, you could bring in, you know, some of these other kinds of meats. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and we'll have a competition again this year. So I know that there are, there are a few different kinds coming this year. Okay. Um, I know beef and I know goat and I don't remember if there's buffalo too or, but I, but nobody's ever mentioned vegetarian. Well, it just as it grows, people, it, it seems I, inevitable. I think people would really deny if you get an application Maybe. for that, Marnette, deny it. <laughs> if you denied alligator, it's just like, you got to deny, deny. <laughs> I, you got the power. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I would ever even. I mean, doesn't be able to say the idea in the caucuses. I mean, because <laughs> people here, as you yeah, said, I, I are just, pretty loyal to mutton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I think that it would cause a ruckus. I mean, basically, then isn't it just a? Aren't you just eating a like a fruit kebab or something? Oh if man! You, if it's a vegetarian, don't worry. I, You're preaching to the no. choir, but Marnette, you are. <laughs> I'm not one to want to travel somewhere just to try the food, but you are making a very convincing case very, right now. Yes. Hey, we want you to come. That's right, just, Andrew. I, oh, man. I just talked to our executive director yesterday, and he said, hey, if they could come, <laughs> we'll set aside a booth. You guys can cook your Andrew's, shashlik the traditional going to, way. He's going to be in the U.S. this summer. So, listeners, oh my gosh. this was Marnette's Are you serious? first email to me. Andrew. She ended it by saying, we want Andrew and Eli, the hosts of Caucus Talk, to come and teach us how to make real shush sleep. Right. I was so flattered listen, and honored. Listen, Andrew, our podcast does <laughs> not do. make a single cent, all right? <laughs> and we are receiving our first international invitation. It's like, <laughs> this is the big league here, man. We've got to seize oh, the man. moment. Yeah. I think I am, so. I am Andrew, honored. Andrew, if you're in the U.S. already, I mean, we're in the center for Pete's sake. Hey, how easy is that? <laughs> He's so, never been to South Dakota. This is a golden of, opportunity. Speaking of geography, Marnette, 
I am definitely wanting to get people to this festival from other states. Now you're in the okay. southeastern corner of South Dakota. Pull so first of all, map. what date? Right. What date is this festival this year? Yes, advertise. Give it to us. We, <laughs> we kind of have, have settled with the the last Saturday of July. Okay. So yes. I don't know if it's forever and ever, but at least this year it's July 27th. Okay, so July and 27th. And, and also. We, you know, last year we just had a few hours. So this year we're going from nine in the morning to nine in the evening. That and there's like amazing. activities all day. Awesome. There's all sorts of things happening. I, so, I just pulled a map up of basketball tournaments. I yeah. love it. It's like, it's just a grid. It's a little grid in the middle of, of bigger <laughs> grids. Right. And the only thing that it shows is Casey's general store. Man, that sounds so like... <laughs> Oh, hardcore settler town. Oh, I love you it. You need to zoom in a little further. Yeah, so, probably. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm looking at our listenership right now, Marnette, and it's pretty yeah. weak in North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Iowa. But oh, Minnesota, no. we've got a good number of listeners in Minnesota. So shout oh, out yeah, to all come. our, yeah, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul area, wherever you're yeah. from in Minnesota, just pop on down. Um, head over on I ninety and Chicago straight down Highway eighty one. If you and left at five a.m. from Chicago, what time would they get there? It's about nine hours from Chicago. <laughs> oh, right <laughs> at dinner time, mid afternoon. That's not so bad. Drive through the yeah. night. Drive through the night. You get there just to <laughs> kick things. I'm totally serious. Look, I found Heritage Hall Museum and Archives right. Hey, there, there we are. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's we're awesome. right beside. Where the the chisel yes. festival All will right. be. So, so here's yeah. what here's what needs to happen. <laughs> we found out to make you come. Uh, yes. I'm uh, <laughs> trying to change the topic to uh, get get me out of that. <laughs> no. So I'm looking at Iowa right now, and which is one of the states that borders South Dakota. Through some research of our own, we found out that there are five to seven cities in Iowa that have sister cities in the North Caucasus. Oh, interesting. What if <gasps> you, representing Freeman, did a co-trip with one of these sister cities and we did a shashlik tour of the North Caucasus? So he wants you to come here. Flip the tables. Gosh, that would be so cool. From the plains to the mountains. That would be like and epic square. We could, we could try, you could try different shashlik here in every republic. Oh. I mean, here, of course, lamb, chicken, and pork are the big ones. For, yeah, for Russia. Chicken? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, chicken's fish? definitely the easiest. They do real good fish shashlik. And a lot of veggies. Yes. Really? Potatoes on a stick. The mushrooms are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm just yeah, saying. No, that wouldn't go over around here. No. Let's, <laughs> no, <laughs> not so much. But it's okay. never alone. They don't, they don't ever do it alone. It's always with the meat. They'll just, I can imagine our, a party from Freeman here, and they just push away the veggies on a stick. I mean, no, I might, have, yeah. I might yeah. have to go get shashlik after this. It's late. But <laughs> we'll, there's going to be some place open. Marnette, I just want to say <laughs> I am inspired by you. You are a... I mean, you are an entrepreneur at heart. Like and a you, kindred spirit. And like, honestly, the way you're talking, like you went straight 100 into 150, 200 years ago in our conversation. That It's like you're from here. That's what Caucasus people do. <laughs> they go deep into history from the beginning. You, the spirit of Shashlik is upon it's, this whole thing, dude. Yes. <laughs> 
Anyways, this has been, it's amazing what a connector food is. I mean, we've talked <laughs> about that before, it is. but like it is. this little food connection, you were willing to kind of dig into it deeper and have totally connected this historic bridge between the Caucasus and Freeman, South Dakota. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Do they yeah. do they fry them on this on the sticks? Did you say, or is it just loose in yeah, there? Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, no, gonna, no. We're doing this uh, traditionally. In my traditionally, it needs to be on the stick. Mm-hmm. There are some restaurants that have started doing it loose and putting it in a little boat thing. And again, people kind of around here kind of no, no, no. Yeah, mm, that, that's not quite right. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> but you can do that too. Listeners, we want to exhort you, July 27th, <laughs> last Saturday in July, do what you can to get to Freeman, South Dakota for Absolutely. the second annual Chislik Festival. It's going to be epic. Prairie Arbit- Arboretum. Arboretum. Yes. Marnette, That's do you right. have contact exactly. information either for yeah, you or for the festival? Yeah, we've got a, a Facebook page. Our our um, website is sdchislickfestival.com, and our Facebook page is the same. So it's usually SD Chislick Festival. Excellent. Awesome. So we'll have those, listeners, we'll have those linked in the show notes. Um, definitely check those out. We're going to... Marla or Marnette, when it gets closer to the festival, we're going to like do some advertising for you on our Caucus Talk Facebook page. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I mean, this yeah. is just, it's really cool. Uh, so, Marnette, we typically end our podcast asking <laughs> our guests, if there's one thing you could no. tell the world about the North Caucasus, what would you say? But we're going to flip the question and ask you if there's one thing you could tell the world about South Dakota. Yes. S- specifically Southeastern South Dakota. What do you want the world to know <laughs> about this awesome area? I think just that it's it's a nice place to visit. We're friendly, good people, and very welcoming, and we'd love to sit down and have just like with you. <laughs> How's that? I'm telling you. It's like you're from here. It's I like mean, you're from here. That's exactly what everyone amazing. says. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I feel Man. like we're friends from a long time ago. Yes. Good connection. Met. It's good stuff. Marnette, thanks so much for being our guest and just being willing to take the initiative and send us an email a couple months ago. This was a really great episode. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Caucus Talk will be represented at some point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think think this would be the year, but I think you should just make it an annual excursion. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) It would be awesome. Man. My actually, my Caucasus friends would be proud if I was teaching Americans at at a yeah. festival how to make sure. Absolutely, that would be so cool. <laughs> it didn't get we'll, it didn't we'll get put more hardcore. Than you that. up? We'll we'll make sure you get a place to sleep and food Dude. and yeah. Man, so honestly, even the better, invitation is there. Even better if we could somehow get some of our Caucasus friends to go and do it now. That would now be you are talking. Friend. All right, it's in the works for 2022. Thank you, Marnette. <laughs> there we go. Sounds great. All the best. Have a great festival. We'll be yes. in touch. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Listeners, hope you enjoyed that. Um, definitely check the show notes. We'll have some links for you to check out uh, what Marnette is doing to uh, the Heritage Hall Museum, uh, more about the history of Freeman. Uh, we'll have some links as well about 
um, Germans in the Caucasus, kind of the historical links to that. And of course, good Chislik recipes. Definitely. Um, email us if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to get connected to Marnet, podcast at caucustalk.com. Definitely check out our Facebook page as well. We've got a really good following going there now, posting a lot of interesting comment uh, contents, content every week. This was episode 46 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. And we will meet you in South Dakota. <laughs> Eat some chisley. <laughs> <laughs>